Good Shepherd Sermon for Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Pastor Paul Tolberg. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. God's word for meditation today is taken from the book of Mark. I'm going to start reading with verse 16. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is a praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then wove a crown of thorns and set it on him. Then they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they worshipped him, and when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe, put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he didn't take it, and they crucified him. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our defender. We've been looking at the hidden glory in the cross. And as I'm preparing for this, they, they have a general outline of how the whole thing's supposed to go. And it brought back to mind as a little boy, I never got lint. Just so you know, it went right over my head. We had just gone through Epiphany, where you see Jesus do one miracle after another miracle after another miracle, and so I knew who he was. I grew up in a Christian home. I was so blessed. My mom, my dad, my grandparents, all of my relatives were rock-solid Christian. So I knew who Jesus was. And then comes Lent. And he had the extra worship time. I thought, oh, cool, that's neat. And you see Jesus, and it's like, what happened? It's, where is he? Every now and then you see a little glimmer of him, right? In the Garden of Gethsemane, remember we looked at that little hidden part? In the Garden of Gethsemane, he's talking to his heavenly father. He's almost crushed because of our sins placed on him. And Peter says, they can't take you away. He takes out a sword, cuts off the high priest's servant's ear. There it is on the ground. What does Jesus do? He says, stop. He goes down, picks up the ear, puts it on the man's ear, and he heals him. So you know he's got power. Then he says to Peter, he says, put that away. Don't you understand? I could have legions of angels. One angel took care of all the firstborn in Egypt when God said, I got to have my people get out of there. One angel. He could have had legions of angels. 
And then he said, but how would the scripture be fulfilled? Those that live by the sword die by the sword. And then he put out his hands, and they led him away. I didn't get that as a kid. Those are the hands that just heal somebody. They're, people could see his hands are still bloody. They could look at that servant. They could see his ear. It's still blood all around there, but he's healed. What is going on here? How come this is happening to Jesus? Where is Jesus? Well, he's right there. And he's doing exactly what the scripture said was going to happen. I mean, it's kind of like um, Jesus knew what kind of a kid I was going to be. As you're going along, following the last few hours of Jesus' life, few weeks of Jesus' life, you come to this Lent part where we're following this journey from Gethsemane to the cross, and every now and then, you just have to pause. There he is in the garden. There he is before the, the Jewish priest at their, at their trial of him, and that's weird. How come, how come they're not doing the right thing? And then he, they take it and they give it to to the Roman government, how come they're not doing the right thing? The Jewish people followed rules about these laws and they just threw them out the window because they hated Jesus. The Roman government, they prided themselves in their justice to the letter of the law and they threw it out the window with this one person. And this one person had told his disciples weeks earlier Many times, this is exactly what's going to happen. He's going to be handed over to the chief priests. They and the scribes and the Pharisees are going to hand them over to the Roman government, and then they're going to crucify him. If there is Jesus the Savior there, he's kind of hidden, isn't he? But not really, because he is doing exactly what God said was going to happen. Yes, they all abandoned him. Yes, they all left him. Yes, he was left in excruciating pain. But that's not the worst of it. The, real, the worst of it is when you think about why. He has all this power. Why didn't he just snap his fingers and have everyone drop over dead? He doesn't lift a finger to defend himself. He's, they're lying about him right to his face. It's because it's happening just as the scriptures say. He's going to go like a lamb to the slaughter. He's not going to say a thing. He's willing to go to the slaughter. So as he's going to the slaughter, and they put a cross on him, it was a kind of like a cross beam. They go like this, and they tie the... The, the crossbeam to his arms like this, and he'd, they'd be walking along, but it's not as thin as this. A couple hundred pounds. And he must have stumbled and fallen because the Romans come along and they grab somebody else coming in, and they say, you carry it for him. Now, they were not being kind because the Romans were, and they loved to torture people before they killed them. Very often, you didn't live through the torturing. 
They tried their best with Jesus. They whipped him, scourged him, made fun of him. They took a hold of his beard and yanked it out by the roots. They took their fists and they pounded his face. So he's black and blue and bloody and bleeding. It's just like... If you ever wonder what that one little sin costs, that's why the Lord wrote that down. So you know... One little sin, one little dirty thought, one time losing your temper, one time being lazy, one time flipping off with your mouth and not caring whether the other person is hurt or not, one time is one sin, and God says, somebody's got to pay. And we just got through confessing we deserve the eternal punishment that he has in store for sinners, except for one person. And every year we learn about him. His name is Jesus. So he hid all of his glory and all of his power. And he went that way so that we would know every sin has been paid for. So we would know that he knows what it's like. That while he was going to the cross, he reached through time into the year 2023 into the little place called Wisconsin, into the little place called Saratoga Township, into the place, the building called Good Shepherd. And every one of your sins, he picked up and he put it on himself and he died for those sins. Wow. Now you might think that well, you're using this to lean on. This, that's probably a good idea, a shepherd's staff to lean on. Maybe that's the picture he's talking about. No, I'm not. No, there's another one here. How the glory of God is hidden. I have here a chair. Just a regular old chair. This chair is going to do an amazing thing, by the way. It's just made out of uh, rivets and some stuff on the, to protect the legs from the carpet and stuff like that. It's just nothing here. But this chair is going to do an amazing thing. This chair is going to hold 147 and a half pounds. And you're all kind of laughing because, well, of course it is, Pastor. It was designed to do that. It was designed to do that. God designed his plan to save us in eternity, and it meant Jesus would be just like us except for sin. So he was designed to have all of our sins placed on him. He was designed to make sure that not a single sin would be missing. And it was so well done that on the third day after being entombed, he, the Father raised him up and said, This is my son. He's alive again. And Jesus says, Peace. The hidden glory of God is that God was one of us and he took up all of our sin and it was to a point where our sins caused him to stumble and fall. There was nobody to help him. If we were there, we'd have joined right in with him. But the hidden glory is that Jesus did it willingly because he wants us to be with him in heaven. 
So now you're thinking, well, okay, I can use a staff when I'm teaching somebody. I can use a chair when I'm teaching somebody. But that's not the whole hidden glory. See, I'm looking at a whole group of people that have come together today. Why? Because we want to worship God. Why? Because Jesus Christ took away my sins. Why? Well, I, I was baptized. I'm part of his family. I'm going to heaven. <gasps> you were baptized? Huh. Where is Jesus right now? The Lord God says we are baptized into him. We are living in him, and he is living in us. <gasps> what does that mean? That means that when you go out of this room, you are a little hidden Jesus going out there. You're a little Christ in this world. And wherever you go, whatever soul you talk to, you are his representative, a hidden Christ inside of you. What an awesome thing this is. It's really hard for pastors when they get together when they're sharing God's word. You know why? Because we have the privilege of sharing God's word to people who are going to go right into heaven. And we're just here to help you get there strong in your faith, to help you overcome any hurdle. You know why? Because our Lord loves us, and he loves you just like he loves us. And he loves people who are not here yet. So he sends us out like little Christs, hidden, full of God's glory to be revealed to others. So how you talk to them will reveal Christ to them. How you're patient with them will reveal Christ to them. How you don't talk back when they make funny things about you will reveal Christ to them. How you don't hit yourself back at them when they hit you that will reveal Christ to them. And for the times that you fall into sin, people don't sit there and... It's kind of like... It was very hard to explain, it still is hard to explain, how the congregation is with your called workers here. Called workers are not perfect. I know it's hard to believe, but it's just true. We are not perfect. But what happens here is an amazing thing. There's not like, or, there's none of that. You know why? Because you know the hidden glory that is inside of you. And you are working really hard to make sure that God's glory is seen by everybody. Do that with others as well. In Jesus' name, so let us live this week. Amen.